time has come and gone I am not the same Lift them all behind me I went my own way, way back then Salutations, it is the Clary Podcast, and uh, we're almost there, guys. We are almost there. I've almost optimized the shed. You take on these, but let me explain something to you younger men out there, and ladies, if any of you care to be equals and actually care to join us, and I do mean in all regards and productivity. You're going to think, whatever project you have in your mind, it is not done until the final nail goes in. It is not done until you are using it and have acclimated it and and tailored it to the daily operations of your home. I mean, we put in a butcher block. All we did, I we had I had an, I have an old house. And whatever reason back in the olden days, people thought it would be good to section off things. Uh like you don't want to have an open cut. Everything now is the open concept. I don't know why the open concept went away. So there was this cabinet basically that separated the kitchen slash kitchenette from the family room or entertainment room or whatever room. It's It's been a bachelor pad this entire time, the decade that I've owned this house. And uh, you never designate these rooms as a typical family. This is the family room. This is the dining room. Here's the guest bedroom. This is the master bedroom. This is where we have sex. I don't know why we show people it. Here is where we fornicate. That bed right there, there's some splotches you may not know about, but you could guess. We just really, they always are obsessed about the master bathroom, bedroom. And it's like, okay. And then the master bathroom is the same thing. Here's where my husband takes his royal dumps. This is where it all happens, the fornication and the shitting. It all happens right here. So I don't, I've always found it odd, like, the only time, (laughs) there's only two instances in which I showed a stranger my room. Uh, One, because it was unavoidable, because my place was so small, either it was a studio or it was a couch, or it's like, well, that's my room and that's where I sit because I was renting with roommates. Uh, or I was about to have sex with a girl. That was the only two instances that you would purposely, purposely show somebody the room. But if I had, like, strangers over, usually you close the door. Ah, uh, the old throw the, the, the uh, what's it called? Throw your coats on the bed, that kind of thing. Uh, and then let us go to the, well, I didn't have a living room per se, but I had a bar and a party room. And then I converted my kitchen to a martini lounge. I had a schwank joint back in Minneapolis. It was really nice. Uh, but this this thing is kind of the same thing. Is well, okay. I guess at one time this maybe was the dining room, and I think that where it had very nice carpet that was the living room. People would live in there. So the living room has the entertainment system, 
And then the the I, I just don't know what I would use it for. I never I never I, I had roommates one time and they used the living room as their bedroom and I slept downstairs in the bedroom. But then there's this room that unless you're I don't know the the cleavers or you're a girl. There's I've never figured out what should I do with this room. So in kind of an ironic sense, it's it's a very sparsely populated room, very sparsely furnished. I got my command center there. That's where my main computer is. Uh, but I'm really warming up to my shed. So I, I may, I don't know. But then the question is, what do I do with that room? So anyway, it was separated uh, in the olden days because you had to put silverware in these cabinets. And these cabinets separated it. And these cabinets sat atop this kind of island and that it, it it separated that, whatever you want to call it, uh, dining room from the kitchen. And I'm like, no, I got I to gotta tear this down. So you think that would take very little time. All we're going to do is knock out the cabinets, put on butcher block. No, no, that was a two-week process. In part because you're relying on the contractor to get their asses out of here. That's one thing. So if I had the skills and the ability, I would do it. But even then, after they put it in, it's like, okay, now we have to install the racks for where because we took out all of our cabinetry now we got a place find a place to put the dishes put the the glasses put the bowls finally whittled the girlfriend down like look we don't need 12 plates we don't need 12 bowls let's just have one or two for each of us and then maybe i think we got a couple martini glasses in case we host a company but even then it was still it was still a solid week. You would think just now oh, we cut this down, put the butcher blower in it, boom. No, no, you got to oil it, then you got to sand it. Then you got to oil it again. Something as simple as that. It's still still not fully acclimated yet. Fully operational, but not fully acclimated yet. And now the shed is the same thing. I got the hang on. Is that the headphones? No, it's not. That's just the outside. I got a really sensitive microphone. So... The, I got a heater. Everything's working fine. But if I turn on the heater, hang on, hang on. I'll turn it on. You'll see the problem. This is the problem that I face. Hard being me. <coughs> there we go. So that background, that's the heater. So I got a noisy here. I thought I was set. Like, here we go. We're off to the races. I could just sit out here when it's minus 20 degrees outside, do my podcast and be very comfy. Nobody allowed my little cove, my little den. Oh, I so wanted this to be a den. And now the only way to keep it warm is to have that heater going on. So I either got to pause the podcast, turn that up, wait for it to heat up, or just let it run in the background, which is what I'm going to let it do. Um, because, frankly... I, I don't want to get out of the chair again. I just want to run. I, and I have to get this stuff done. I swear to God, I don't know what the hell happened. I had 12 requests come in on the weekend. Not not the not the week. The weekend of um, of Thanksgiving. And I'm praying to God not... Because only about half the people actually pay. When I send them a quote, they're like, What? I don't know I'd have to pay. <laughs> not joking. 50% of them, if not more like 60% of the clients I get, I don't know, seriously, what the hell is so dense about your brain, you can't figure, and it says right there, you will get a quote, it will cost around this much, to have half the people decide in the end not to pay, the, and they don't even do the, the courtesy of saying, oh, well, I, I didn't know it would be that expensive, I, I'm not interested anymore, you just never hear back from them, 
So, which is fine by me, especially on this weekend. Because I don't have the time. I'm not joking, guys. I really wanted to get to writing quality pieces. Getting back to basics. I've kind of given up on trying to get do advertising. I have found out, even though there's so much potential there, the potential I see is, is only through my eyes. It's only through what my entrepreneurial mind sees. With the potential that all these upcoming bloggers, podcasters, internet-type people, I don't even want to say celebrities, but micro-celebrities, it took enough tooth pulling to get uh, Bernard to monetize this stuff. It, I finally got Terrence Pop to start uh, taking ads. And if you're looking to run ads, please contact Terrence Pop. You can go to redonculus.com. I fully, wholeheartedly endorse everybody being entrepreneurial and monetizing their, their social media. But when, when that's part of my strategic planning, when it's part of my marketing plan, I'm like, okay, I can't afford to advertise on the Rush Limbaugh show. But I can take that budget and for a fraction of the cost, still hit highly targeted, highly, way more targeted, way more effective micro niches within the social media sphere, within the red pill community, whatever you want, I could target it and spend a fraction of it and still get a higher rate of return. The only motherfucking problem is the fucking people fucking get back. It's not even get back. It's like if they just just say like, oh yeah, I'd like to make money. They've done all the work. You get, you get, guys, it is no, listen to me, okay? Not that I'm the end-all, be-all social media guru. I'm not pew-pew-die. But I am an entrepreneur. It is literally, literally like laying the railroad tracks. You do all the hard work. You're like, whoa, what? Run trains on them? Are you kidding? Oh, I don't want to do that. Why would, I, why would I run a train on it? We just lay down the entire infrastructure. Now you want us to start actually putting locomotives on these tracks? That's what I was doing. I was wasting damn well near three hours a week hunting down people who didn't even have advertising but had an adequate audience, had, had, a, had a modicum of, of, a, of a client base. And people all think it's numbers. They all think, oh, you have to have a huge following. You need a high YouTube count. It's like, no, what you need, I will gladly take a smaller podcast like, say, The Beckloff or even The Black Brigade, but good fucking Lord, good luck getting uh, uh, DT. To, to open up to the concept of profit. Uh, I'd, rather, I'd much rather advertise on these small micro niches because the client base and the customer base is so highly tailored, so highly specified and, and, and uh, prone to buy my goods and services uh, that it, it's worth my time, it's worth it. But if they don't get back to you or they have some kind of moral issue about advertising and making money... Even though they're all fucking presumably capitalists. It's just a waste of three hours. Well, two weeks ago, I put out a good post over at Return of Kings. Wrote two or three great pieces over on my blog. Best, best sales week of, uh, I wouldn't say the year, but the past six months. Best sales week. And it's like, okay, so if I spend my time writing a quality piece, which is just like what Vox Day does. Vox doesn't do much effort. He just writes quality stuff. There's your marketing. Saves you time. It's the regret. It's the, the lost potential. It's like the United States. And that, that really does depress me. What, what kind of really depresses me about the United States is what we could have achieved. And I did some mathematical calculations. I figured out that if we had just kept going like we were in the 40s and 50s, we'd have an income per capita of almost $100,000 today. Probably more if I adjust for inflation because it's about a two-year-old piece. 
And I don't know why that depresses me so much. Or, or, or maybe it's like, I kind of look to that like, what would that world be like? You know, would, would it be like what I thought my grandparents had in World War II? Would we all be wearing suits and ties? Would we all be listening to jazz? Would women dress up in nice skirts and dresses? Would we just be all cool Cary Grant Humphrey Bogart type of people? Or in what, what kind of lost technological advances could we have? What could we have had by now? Oh, we'd have supersonic flight easy. It wouldn't have stopped at the Concord. Somebody would have figured it out. And they would have figured it out long before this, uh, what is his name, Brandon or whatever, uh, the guy in charge of Virgin Airlines, he came up with this supersonic uh, kind of medium-sized commercial airliner. There'd be If we just kept going at the technological pace that we did from 1900 to basically 19 what? 55, 1960, 1979, right after we got to the moon. Could you imagine if we just kept that pace of technological development up? Well, you have, Aaron. Look at the advances in micro... Yes, okay, thank you, thank you. And I am very well aware of that and very much appreciate it. But the technology is only one mere aspect. I'm thinking fashion, I'm thinking pure wealth. You know, what, what, if, what if we had that hustle? What if we had that work spirit again, that work ethic again? What if we were opportunists like that again, capitalizing on whatever opportunity may come along? And then when I see some potential here, I can see it more than I can where the United States would be had we just continued growing at four and a quarter percent per annum, annual, annum, that's what it's called, annum, per year. But I can, I can definitely see where this would go much clearer than I could where the United States would have been had we not decided to fuck it up with a bunch of fucking second and third worlders that do not want to conform to Western standards, that want to destroy us. And and and, and our own domestic pieces of shit who decided that cap- capitalism was evil and let's go socialism. Don't think it has something to do with race. We're we're all all racing towards the lowest common denominator here. Some some people just happen to have a little bit of a head start than others. Oh, and just if people would get the fuck back to you. And then that's what I kind of see. That's why I'm like, eh, if I throw and I get a rate of return and I do the math. Why do you not even bother doing the math? Glendon Cameron knows exactly what I'm talking about. You give me an army of Glendon Cameron's. Holy fucking shit. You want to talk about a monetary policy, or not monetary, a fiscal policy, that get the United States economy booming again. All we need to learn to do is clone, and we clone Glendon Camerons. Armies of Glendon Camerons. GDP grew at a rate of 327% annualized last quarter. Credit is given to President Clary's Glendon Camerons cloning uh, program. Glendon's have not see, and it's not even that. Well, see, Glendon's smart. If you guys don't know who Glendon Cameron is, he's 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 this guy uh, who does stuff. It's <laughs> no, he, he's master of kung fu, uh, kung fu hustle. Look him up; he's got a good YouTube. But that man is always hustling. He's always on, and and kind of like me. All right, maybe we don't have the technical skill. We ain't programming no apps for our iPhone. We ain't making the next Angry Birds. Uh, we ain't exactly real estate developers and entrepreneurs, but the guy has just got hustle. And he will go, and whatever opportunity comes along, he will capitalize on it, and he will pursue it with reckless abandon. And I could get him. You know, he would do it. Maybe I should run an ad on his show. He'll get back to me. 
I still gotta contact him. I got I got an idea. I need Glendon's help. But he has the same problem. He's got the same problem. He's like, man, I thought that all these people wanted wanted to but when it comes to pulling the trigger, when it comes to actually spending calories of energy on pursuing your dreams and executing an entrepreneurial plan, no matter how small or or, or trial like you know, let's just do a trial balloon. No matter, that, that's why you're doing it, is so you don't invest the lion's share of your resources. Even they want, oh, no, I don't want to. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that is, that's why you got that noise in the background. This is because of Glenn and Cameron. I don't know how the logic worked on that, but uh, we did it. Uh, let's go ahead and do some fan mail. Let me turn off that heater. There we go. And if you'd like to send me fan mail and tell me how awesome I am, you certainly may. Though I do prefer hate mail. But I think... As I, as I opined or theorized before, I think I scare the piss out of most leftists or feminists so they wouldn't dare write to me. I do scare people. I've mentioned that before. I think people won't stiff-arm rob me. They, the the, the, the ev- evil knows good. Okay, evil doesn't know good. Evil knows good that will fight back. You can't tell me in that two million years of human evolution, not to mention the billion before from whatever, fish, monkeys, orangutans, whatever we descended from, you can't tell me that there's some instinct that parasites, pirates, thieves, and and burglars, when they kind of look and say, oh, that guy might fight you back. There's been a skill. People have developed that eye. Whoever has that parasitic gene, that thieving gene, the genetics of... I'm going to live off of other people. They, they're good at identifying victims. And uh, it, it, I just, I think they, they sense it. They kind of sense it. And even though socialists and people who may disagree with me politically, that's not a physical threat. I think they, they don't want to mess with me regardless in that regard. But if you'd like to, please send in your hate mail. I don't mind it. Um, did I write this? Oh, this is from Sam. I wanted to read this. Sam is from Germany. And he said, he sent me a YouTube video of him and his band in Germany uh, playing some songs at a bar. And he has two songs that were inspired by what? This is in addition to um, J.R. Guerra. Uh, the problem is that the, the video he sent me, it's in German, so I don't know what it what it is. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And it is the total, if you're thinking, oh, is this like hard rock Industrial, KMFDM, you know, Rammstein. Yep, it's exactly like that. So uh, I said, hey, why don't you send me the the lyrics? And he did. Uh, Save up for the future as well as you can. I got the H&K retirement plan. (laughs) It's good, the English rhyme there. High time to slaughter the piggy bank. Always paying attention to where the muzzle's pointed. Uh, he was he was sponsored by the Smith and Wesson Retirement. Oh, this is called the Smith and Wesson Retirement Plan. That's the name of it. Been t- been paying too long into my pension to hell with the nursing home. I'll keep what I've got to lead a decadent lifestyle. If I go bankrupt, I could just blow off my head. Uh, and then the the lyrics is retired, got sick, way out. Bullet in the chamber, open iron sights. When will the right incentive come along? Liver cirrhosis, economic collapse. Just have to release the firing pin block. Smoking tumor, fuck it. I travel around the world instead of paying into my pension. When I run out of money, when I'm old, I'll just drop the hammer. I'm sick of looking at savings plans. If the first shot doesn't do the trick, I've got ten more. Seventy, bankrupt, fire. (laughs) So there you go. Oh, so there you go. Hope you like it. We got another song inspired by your content. 
Bleutenstab in Paradies, Pollen in Paradise, about moving to Thailand and finding out you got a deadly allergic reaction to the pollen there. <laughs> Which is true. I keep bored. Look, that's, that's the thing. Everyone's focused on taxes and money and freedom, which is absolutely, that's what you should be focused on. But you find out you move out there, and like I did in Wyoming, that uh, it's the Hicks or some other variable that you can't look up on the OECD or the uh, you know tax foundation. And then you can't breathe because you're allergic to cattle or hicks. Eraj, um, Eraj, Eraj writes, Hey, found your channel about two months ago, and I have to say I've been addicted. I was listening to a podcast of yours during my advisory class in high school, and as you were talking about bad degrees, I heard some bitch say that she was going to become a high school English teacher. Of course, because she likes the children. I'm just really good with English. I think I'd make a great writer. I couldn't help but laugh. Love your content, and you keep me alive during my most shitty, worthless classes. Good thing I'm dropping out if my parents agree. Keep up the good work, toodles. Well, don't drop out of high school. you got to stay in high school, dude. Look, the best thing you can do with high school, unless, well, you're a minority. Maybe you could get a pity party on you. I'm just going to assume with the name Eraj, you're, you're not uh, Scandinavian. But no one should really be dropping out of high school. If you graduate early, fine. Take whatever class you need to get out early. Another way to do it is maybe get your uh, GED, pass your GED uh, equivalent test, and then apply for it. But you have to make sure that the schools in your state will take someone with the GED, which incre- increasingly more schools are because they want your money. They don't care if you're poor. They don't care if you're qualified or not to do that. So if you can find a, a two-year college or a community college or a junior college, um that will take you with a GED. So I think what you got to do is take your ACTs and SATs. So if those look pretty good, they're like, well, why'd you take the GED? And I would be just forthright. I was like, I found school incredibly boring. I wanted to get out and I want to start college soon. And that would that'd be ballsy. That would impress some people. But make sure that that option is available before you do that. You don't want to just be dropping out of high school, take your GED and realize, oh shit, I'm fucked. Uh, this comes from Black Sheep. Or Kimani, his email's black sheep, uh, and this is kind of real nice. This is I I appreciate this guys, but like at the same time, it it is kind of like humbling. Uh, hey Aaron, my name is Kimani. After reading Curse of the High IQ, Black Man's Guide to Poverty, I happen to be a young black male, uh, and listening to lots of your videos on YouTube, I just want to give you props for being a really good MGTOW mentor. Uh, I thought they kicked me out of MGTOW. I thought I was no longer part of that cult, even though I'm like one of the fucking doers and not sayers, like you know. Like I'm an actual guy out there doing it. Am I like the Apostle Paul? Am I like the Jesus Christ of MGTOW where it's just the preachers and Pharisees of today who study the awesomeness that I did, but then like they hate me and they try and murder me like the Jews? Is that kind of, nah, it's not terribly analogous. But there is there is an element of, of them being professorial and academic, but not the doers. You obviously, uh, Kimani, you don't know about the little riff I called it, I caused in the uh, MGTOW community. But yes, I'm glad, I'm glad that um, in the operational sense of the word, in the original sense of the word MGTOW, I'm glad that I'm a mentor in that capacity. <clears throat> you are like a father I never had. I appreciate the brutal honesty. I, I appreciate the brutally honest truth. 
you give most of your clients through asshole consulting. They give me perspective on my own life and solutions to my own challenges. One day I might end up contributing to asshole consulting when I really need to, but for now I just wanted to be a fanboy and express my deep gratitude towards all your wisdom. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much, Kimani. That goes into the the uh, the box of mementos. And yeah, dude, like seriously, if you... I'm going to say it again. We're doing better work than you guys realize over in the Red Pill Manosphere community. We're getting these kids younger and younger. We're getting them in high school. And if we could get them in high school, you got you got you kids won't need to have asshole consulting. Now, wouldn't that be a nice day that comes along where whether or not let's say oh, wouldn't this be great? Despite all the efforts of feminism, socialism, kicking men out of the family, uh, destroying the nuclear family, destroying masculine virtues, all that effort, feminists, leftists, socialists, the Democrat Party, the teachers union, try to brainwash all these kids. And the entire time, they, 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 get, they mainline or streamline into the red pill community. They, read, they go into the manosphere so that they waste trillions. I do mean trillions of dollars, generation after generation. Like they, they had it, but this could be the vaccine or the uh, inoculation against all this anti-male, anti-marriage, anti-family, anti-children, anti-capitalism, anti-freedom, government replacing men, government usurping men. Uh, imagine that, that despite all that effort, oh, they had success. They had success with the boomers. They had success with millennials. They had success with Gen X. But what if these high school kids coming up now tune in, not necessarily the old Clary podcast, to the point, to the point that they are 18 and we've digitally come up with the next best thing to an actual physical father. And they don't, they don't need asshole consulting. That they're so well trained and so well educated and so well versed that they've, they actually have been trained in independent thought. They've gone out and studied. They look at the data. They know exactly the scam and this racket that these teachers ramshotted over us. And they say, hey, that's bullshit. They know to keep their heads down. Pat the teachers on the head. Yes, you're right. Women are horrendously oppressed. We're such bad, bad people for having peni. They go to college. They all major in STEM. Some don't even bother with that. They go to the military or they go to program boot camp or whatever happens to be in demand in the future, whatever that might happen to be. They get out by the age of 25. They got lots of money. They ain't got no debts. And all the universities have to shut down because nobody's taking their liberal arts colleges anymore, despite the trillions and trillions of dollars that was spent on K-12 brainwashing. So that the teachers over in K-12... They couldn't just hand off to the professors and keep this racket up. It'd be great. That'd be great. All right. What we got next? And this is from our Spanish agent in the field. Same guy who sent the picture of uh, Sad Hill Cemetery. If you guys remember that. Yes, if you have seen The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. If you haven't, you're not an American or a human. So get on that, Marcus. Uh, But uh, the final shootout is at this fake cemetery called Sad Hill Cemetery over in Spain. And uh, our Spanish agent in the field lives nearby, and he actually drove out and took a picture with Worthless. Uh, He held it up and took a picture of that with Sad Hill Cemetery in the background. And to explain the context of this, I always pick... I've known this since the 90s. This has always happened, even probably 70s or 80s. But in the Mediterranean countries uh, in Europe, the men... 
don't live on their own uh, until maybe even they're 40 or something. And Americans, especially back then in the olden days, <clears throat> we would pick on them. <laughs> Look at these. Because Europe really was. Now, after Obama, um, the United States is indis- indistinguishable from Europe. I'd say our highways are a little bit better and we have better food and things more 24-7. But our, our finances and our work ethic, uh, we've, we've given birth to the first generation of Europeans in the United States, and that's millennials. They're particularly Swedish. But anyway... Like their European counterparts, they live at home well into their 30s, but that's always been the case in these Mediterranean places. And whereas you would normally blame it on laziness, and I use that as a joke to kind of pick on them and ha ha ha, uh, the real reason is the economy and uh, our Spanish agent in the field writes, the unemployment rate for people under 25 is now over 46%. And of course, that is not counting students who are not computed as part of the labor market. Instead of the student loan system that you have in the U.S., education in Spain is almost exclusively funded by taxes. I remember when I was going to the University of Barcelona, every year when I paid for the new course, I'd get a line printed on the invoice saying I was paying approximately 10% of the actual cost. The other 90% fell flatly on a Spanish taxpayer's back. So you, you Spaniards out there, how many, are you paying for engineers and surgeons? Any uh, railroad mechanics or automotive engineers? Are you paying for a bunch of dipshit millennials like we are here? I looked up the data recently. I think it's like still two-thirds of the degrees awarded in the United States are bogus, worthless, liberal arts and humanities classes. Just just the most complicated, the over-complicated employment scheme for worthless people who stayed way too damn long in academia and didn't want to work a real job. That's all it is. That's all it is. <clears throat> uh... For young people and for government bureaucrats desperate to cover up the statistics, it's a way to delay the inevitable. The job market in Spain is one of the most over-regulated ones on the entire planet. Unions are mostly tax-funded rather than by members' dues, and the large ones usually earn more money every time a medium-sized or large company fires people. And they also have an undisclosed number of so-called liberados sindicales, liberal syndicates, who are paid by private companies but work essentially, as legal saboteurs for the le- for the unions. Oh, who wants to invest in Spain? Uh, for every 100 euros the employee gets, the employer has to pay another 70 for Social Security. Oh, man. In the U.S., it's only like 12%. Here's 70%. This keeps wages stupidly low and unemployment high. The cost of hiring a worker is more than proportional to years worked in the company, and so many companies have a large number of obsolete, lazy-ass know-it-alls who drag productivity, yet are de facto, de facto unfireable. Self-employment is taxed at levels that are multiple of the British case, and the UK is no tax haven. Yeah, that's true. By the way, the effective corporate tax rate, which was below 1% with Franco, is now well above 35%. Well, maybe you could be like the United States to get to 40%. Although our effective tax rate is more like, eh, it depends who you want to cite, but between 22 and 32 uh, in the last 30 years, the only labor reforms that have gone in the right direction are the ones timidly facilitating short-term jobs, but that is completely insufficient, and it even has some important negatives, such as distorting statistics when a guy has hired five consecutive times for one-week jobs, and the government claims that five new jobs were created. Dude, you got to tell President Obama about this. If he can pull this off in like the next couple of months, he can make the, the unemployment figures look even more bullshitty than they are now. I could go on and on about the details of the Spanish labor market, but I guess you're more interested in possible solutions. Not really. 
if if the Spaniards and Americans and Europeans can't get their heads out of their fucking asses and realize that if you want to have jobs, you should make it easy for corporations to operate and employ within your country or your city. If you guys haven't figured that out and you still think corporations are evil, fine. You don't get no jobs. I, I just don't care. Uh, he sh- uh, I could go about that. He should, fe- he should not feel ashamed for living at home. It is far worse to spend what you don't earn just to end up living with someone, some apartment mates anyway. If he has written to you, I can guess his level of English is well above the Spanish average, so he can get some money teaching it. Many people do this in the informal economy. Tourism is one of the most dynamic sectors of our economy. We are always among the three world leaders in revenues from tourism. Really? With the national population of 47 million, last year we received 68 million tourists from abroad. The so-called Arab Spring has only diverted even more tourists from Egypt and the like to Spain, and so our tourism sector has been smashing record highs for several years in a row now. Oh, that's good. So terrorism in the Middle Eastern countries actually help you out. Do the, I got to ask, do the, do the middle-aged women who are like, you know, sacrifice their family and, and husbands for their career, do they go to, down to Spain like they do down to Morocco and Tunisia and Egypt to find, well, not Latin lovers, but Mediterranean lovers? Do they go down to Spain to find you guys there too? I mean, that's what all these young unemployed guys can do. Just go fat. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, just go fat. Fuck fat, wrinkly United Kingdom vagina. That's it. <clears throat> it's not the curse free podcast. I gotta do one of those. That'll probably be next week. Um, it is almost exclusively a summer industry, with some regions increasing tenfold in their population. For example, the island of Ibiza has a population of 130,000, but in summer receives 1 million tourists. This means that similar to what happens elsewhere, Christmas short-term jobs abound in summer in the tourist regions, particularly the Mediterranean coast. The problem is the guy spends 20-plus years studying to be a lawyer, a scientist, or an engineer and ends up having to pour beers in a Chiringuito, Chiringuito a beach bar for cheap foreigners, or two cheap foreigners. Uh, it feels depressing and degrading, I get it, but if you've managed to get some experience as a waiter or assistant cook or something like that in winter, your chances are good in summer and you can really earn some money. To say nothing to improve game in very practical terms, which in turn makes those cougars extremely low-hanging fruit. Aha, so there is that. Okay. Dude, guys, I mean, look, if you're a young Spaniard, just tell, just get these, look, you don't even have to get the old women. The the young women from the United States, oh, I want to find a man with an accent. I mean, they we had the French club. These girls would go over to France. They'd go over to Paris. Paris. Oh, or however they, they, they spill out their language. They're not gargling wine down. The girls wanted to go there to go to Paris because that's where they were brainwashed to go. And then they wanted to get fucked by some Frenchman. Little did they realize that the Frenchmen were even weaker and dopier than their American counterparts. But you get Eduardo with his little mustache, his little pencil mustache. Who gives a shit if he lives at home? Have Fabio go there and he pours them the glasses of the wine and everything, makes them their little cheap drinks, getting drunk, and then those girls can go and fuck them. And you guys can make money. That's that's the trick. The young girls don't have the money. You got to go after the older broads that have the money. We should have a convention of man whores because we had what was it two two shows ago? Um, was it the guy in Jamaica? And I was curious if guys would call in. Although I guess you don't want to give up your craft or your trades. Why would you give away the secrets? Why would you tell other people how to do what you do? 
then you'd have competition. I understand. I understand. I'd just be very curious as an economist and an, an entrepreneur. What do you got to tell? <laughs> it's, do they really fall for it? You got to wonder, do these gals, are they so desperate? Because they had to have been approached in their youth. They had to have guys throwing themselves to some extent. And then they just get taken in. They think like, oh, yeah, this 25-year-old Tunisian guy who's pretty good looking, strapping young man, he likes me. Do you 45-year-old overweight broads actually think that? You postmenopausal gals, you think at 55, Herman or Esteban or Juan, you think he actually wants to, like, get married? Because it's the one thing I do notice, the one consistent story, is like they're in love. It's not a, it's not a, a fling. It's because that, that's how they get the money. They got to make it seem like they're committed. And then there's always a trick or a scam or a, a curveball thrown in there with problems with getting their green card or getting citizenship. And then their family is poor. He is poor. I even went, I had an asshole consulting client. He wanted to know he's an American through and through. Steve, his name's Steve. He just happens to be of Mexican descent. So the guy's American, uh, at, you know, just as much as I am. He just happens to have a nicer tan than I do. And he was saying, should I use my Mexican heritage to, uh, to, to avail myself of white guilt to nail white girls? I'm like, fuck yes, do it. You'll get laid however you want. But the problem is that he's American. He doesn't have the accent. And he was all worried. I'm like, I don't think that matters because you could come up with some kind of bullshit. Like, oh, I am working for my family and I am, I, hiya, Esteban, am, am trying to help my little poquitos, my brother and my sister. I'm trying to help them so that they may go to school, even though they got school in the public. But let's not talk about that because women are stupid in America and in the United Kingdom. And, and perhaps my poblito, Estebanit, my little poco brother, he, he can go and study. And my mom, she is sick. And I have to work up the dinero so that my mother does not die of the herpidinosyphilis AIDS. Ah, but I, Esteban, will work hard and trabaja mucho so that I might keep my family alive. I just wish I had some social activity here in Los Estados Unidos. And oh, here's money on a vagina. I will take the dinero, but I could not violate you and take advantage of a pretty gorgeous young... And then you have trouble lying. Then not only would you have to act and put on the fake accent, Steve, you'd have to actually say, like, yes, I want to have sex with you. And you got to say, yeah, and then it goes away. Maybe just the scam. Maybe just the scam would be enough. My mom's dying. My brother and sister don't have money. Our dad left us. All men are pigs. Oh, gosh, you could write it. You could just write it. All right, let's do some sponsors here before. Uh, I'm going to have, uh, hopefully I'll have a DT on for the second segment of the show. We'll do the news segment there. Um, I finally kind of streamlined and mastered the. Google live stream, so, uh, and we will be having, on a more regular basis, once I master this, the zero fucks given hours, so kind of keep an eye out for that. Uh, Captain Capitalism's The Clary Podcast, brought to you in part by me. Fucking everything I saw on my show is made by me. Uh, we got the very happy Christmas. If you have not done your holiday shopping stuff, I strongly recommend you do it now, because it's going to be a while. You don't want to be 
buying stuff on December the 24th. Uh, so don't even bother. Please, for the love of God, don't even bother. This this is a no-brainer, guys. Uh, I'm doing you a huge favor because, what was it? I went to Perkins. Went to Perkins on Thanksgiving with my other buddy, Aaron, and his girlfriend. And uh, we went to Perkins, and it was like 10.30 by the time I left. Thanksgiving night, and I'm driving back, and I'm like looking at um, the Rosedale Mall. I'm like, why is the Rosedale? It's like full of pie. I'm like, oh, my gosh. People are going shopping on Black Thursday, aren't they? Then I got to my old WBL, and every little soccer mom bent has to come out from the suburbs and come up and, oh, look, let's go to White Bear Lake and go get some hot bokas. And there's, like, a little shopping dead in all the parking spaces. I had to, like, walk. I had to walk to my bar. Did I tell you that? I had to walk to my bar to get my coffee. Couldn't find a place downtown. Had to drive a car right back, park it, and then drive, walk downtown. Four whole blocks it was. Goddamn travesty. Anyway, so uh, do your all online shopping through Amazon. If you're going to do it through Amazon, do it through the Captain's Amazon affiliate program. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. It's in the top right. Click on that. Do all your shopping. Boom. I get 7% of the stuff you uh, buy, and uh, you don't pay any more. I'm simply getting paid a commission for driving traffic to Amazon's site. Uh, then we have my books. Uh, pretty much all of them are available in paperback and Kindle, except for Reconnaissance Man. Oh, no, wait. Reconnaissance Man is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Uh, so uh, if you are looking for a book for a young man or woman in your life who needs a little bit of life guidance, and it doesn't have to be young either, you could be uh, 32 years old and say, God, I don't. my life is not turning out where I'm going. And if you do not have a, a plan B and you're just kind of sitting there listless, get this book, Reconnaissance Man. Absolutely necessary. Uh, then we have The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That would make a great book for any young or old black man that you actually care about. And they are receptive to the idea of trying something new to get out of poverty. If they want to sit in self-pity, if it's more important for them to protect their precious little ego and pride and blame their lackluster, lackluster life on whitey or discrimination or the corporations, whatever the Democrats have spoon-fed them the bullshit to believe, you can't, you can't undo the propaganda. But if you got a guy like, man, I am sick and tired... No, I'll do anything. What? Like, yes, new ideas. Let's go. What? I, I, I got to do X, Y, and Z. I got to major in school. Let's do that. Uh, get them that book as well. Bachelor Pad Economics, an absolute must, and it is a great gift for any young man in your life. It is the financial advice Bible for men. Uh, cannot recommend it highly enough. And our good friend Davis Rini did the recording for that for the audio version as well. Worthless, another audio book by Davis Rini. Uh, that is the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Christmas is a great time to get the finger on the pulse of your little kitties that just went to their first semester of freshman in college for their, you know, sculpture studies degree. And now that might be a time, like, now that now that the, the shine and the glimmer has come off of the college experience where they realize, oh, shit, this sucks. <laughs> oh, crap. Or they get stabbed by a Somali guy down in Ohio. You know, whatever whatever it is, whatever you want. You say, hey, maybe you should read this book so you don't end up like this crazy Somali guy who ran over people and stabbed them because it's not terrorism and has nothing to do with uh, Islam, uh, Islamic terrorism. But uh, that is a good book to uh, inoculate your children against the worthless, against the horrendous education bubble that will ruin their lives. If here's here's your choice, fathers and mothers. 
You can have your kid coming back living with you when they're 32, or you can drop the 12 or 13 bucks on this fucking book and make sure that they learn a work ethic, they learn and they go and study a good subject or a field, and then instead of you hosting them at Christmas, they have their own house paid off because they became a computer engineer, became a surgeon or a doctor or something, all right? So get that book, Worthless, available, paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Enjoy the decline, that one. You, you guys think, I have faith that that will come back. You, you do know Donald Trump has done nothing yet. Because he, he can. He's, he hasn't been inaugurated yet. Everybody has such hope. The, the amount of hope that people have for Donald Trump is the exact same amount of hope that the dipshits that voted him in back uh, eight years ago did. All right, all that hope. Don't have the when the politician delivers actual change for the better. I might add for the better. Not like, hey, guess what? Your insurance just went up three hundred percent. Hey, <laughs> I went to the clinic today. I'll tell you, that's another story. And I, I was honestly like, just the insurance wasn't coming through. They didn't have my insurance, and I, like, I knew I had this huge deductible. And I'm just, and by this day, she kept looking, she kept looking, and you guys know me, I have no patience. I'm like, look, I'll just pay cash, okay? I'll just pay cash. I haven't drank in, gosh, coming up on 120 days. I got plenty of money socked up from my, my non-booze fund. I'll just pay cash so I can get the hell out of here and, you know, and I don't even know if I'm going to submit it. I got to look to see what, because you get, you get, okay, cough, look, all right, and then they run the test and they got to, you got to pay for the test. I may just pay cash. I still think somewhere in there, there's got to be, doctors would know better than I do, but there's got to be a way to run an all-cash clinic. Because I was looking at the paperwork, and not even necessarily the paperwork, and I'm not blaming, understand, I'm not blaming the staff, I'm not blaming the secretaries or whoever's up front. Fill this out, fill that out, fill this out, fill that out. I'm like, could you not have this online? Uh, I'm looking at it from like checking out from a grocery store. Like, I don't want to be in lines. How much time is this, is this taking this person? How much time is it taking the nurse to do the, uh, the tetanus shot? I'm thinking, time, time, time. Okay, and we're, we're looking at that. I'm like, what if you just had, like, fill this out all online. We get you in. We get you out. We hustle, hustle, hustle. There was a lot of fat that could be trimmed from that process. A lot of fat. And that might, that might lower... Uh, the medical cost. But it's just just an observation the old captain had. But, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. So enjoy the decline. Uh, don't don't expect... I'm predicting everyone's going to be let down or there's not going to be any fundamental changes in, in demographics growth or, or potential economic growth in the United States. I don't think our national debt, our, our fundamental systemic problems are going away with the mere election of Donald Trump. So while uh, enjoy the decline may be experiencing a little bit of slump in sales, I have a feeling there'll be a comeuppance. I have a feeling it'll, it'll come back. That's one of my long-term... People were talking about my books, and they say, well, what book? Well, housing book, that's not going to last. That, that That's had its life cycle. Worthless, that'd be priceless. That'd be timeless. Bachelor Pad Economics, timeless. Reconnaissance Man, timeless. Enjoy the decline? Nope, they thought that was over. I think that's going to... I think it'll last. Uh, Curse of the High IQ... Uh, for anybody who's smart, if you got a nerdy kid in school and they're not doing very well socially, you may want to think about getting this for the kid. Uh, if you yourself did not do well in school, either socially or academically because you were just bored to tears because your teachers are fucking morons, 
Uh, get that book. It, it really is a must for all you guys out there. I cannot emphasize that enough. Get Curse of the High IQ. It is also uh, an audiobook format. So if you're like me, you just don't have time to read, to sit down, but you want to still get the knowledge and the wisdom from a book, well, take it in audible. Uh, take it in audio. Audibly? Yeah, take it in audibly through audible.com. You can find that there. So then all those books, Curse of the High IQ, Enjoy the Decline should be an audible book. Worthless and Bachelor Pad Economics and Reconstance Man. Those books are all available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Uh, then we have Frank Servey's Uncle Nick and Burning the Midnight and Pretty Lies Parish. Those three books you can find by going online and searching Frank Servey, spelled C E R V I. His book, Uncle Nick, and the sequel to that book, Burning the Midnight, is about Uncle Nick, a misanthropic, indifferent, zero-fucks-given, bad Santa, real-world, real-pill, in a fictional world, uh, nasty, mean, misogynist man who has zero-fucks-to-give. And so he goes through antics and hilarity ensues. So go ahead, get that book by Frank Servey. T.J. Martinell's The Stringers, if you are in for more of a whodunit, mystery, Sam Spade type of book, uh, go get The Stringers. That's available on, uh, I think, paperback and Kindle online. Uh, except it's set in the future. So uh, it's a futuristic... Is it steampunk? I don't even know what steampunk is. Everything was steampunk. Oh, yeah, it's totally steampunk. I'm like, how do I not know what this adjective means? I guess I could look it up, but I'm going to be the old curmudgeon. Over 40 now, I can officially say, you kids. Uh, oh, and then Adam Piggott's books. Two of them, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and then his uh, first book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Both very good books. If you could, go to Amazon.com, find them in paperback and Kindle. Pushing Rubber Downhill is also read by David Serini, uh, and I don't think he's put Run Guts, Pull Cones into audiobook format as well. Uh, but they, they're, the, the Pushing Rubber Downhill, for a fact, I know is really good because I read it. Run Guts, Pull Cones, if it's anything like Pushing Rubber Downhill, it is a great story. Uh, this is a... a, a book that a young man should read about a man growing up from a naive 18-year-old idiot who drive, he drive, it's all true, he drove his motorcycle his rickety motorcycle all the way from Perth to Sydney uh, in the hopes of uh, you know having a relationship with his girlfriend and she wouldn't even call him back. I mean, and then, and then he learns and then the story truly begins and now he is, he is the true epitome of a badass, world's most interesting man type of character. Uh, and then he also has his podcast and his blog. You can find that uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill uh, by Adam Piggott, uh, the book, the podcast, and the blog. Uh, Trollbert, spelled troll, B-E-R-T, like Dogbert or Dilbert, but it's Trollbert, T-R-U-L-B-E-R-T. Pronounced True Liberty by Mitch Berg at ShotInTheDark.info fame. Uh, you can visit Uncle Mitch. Over at ShotInTheDark.info, get his book Trollbert. It's a uh, it's a pretty good, although I would say even comical, fictional account of what would happen in Minneapolis if the shit hit the fan and the dollar collapsed overnight. And uh, it it wouldn't happen in the real world this way, but he expressly and purposely strings out the collapse so that you could see different things happening and understand them sociologically, economically, and psychologically. And the Academians and the purists and the libertarians are like, well, that's the non-aggression principle. Why would we have an army? They just get slaughtered. It's great. 
Nobsquam by Ann Sturzinger at annsturzinger.com. You can get that book as well if you're feeling too good about yourself. If you want to feel depressed, sad, even suicidal, read Nobsquam, spelled N-V-S-Q-V-A-M. It's just best to go to annsturzinger.com and click on the link there. And then Feminism by Janet Bloomfield, our good friend, judgy bitch up north in Canada. Uh, she wrote a book called Feminisn't with the apostrophe. You can find that on Amazon as well. And then Alex Peck's book, Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Um, that that dude is just... It's good when you meet him in person so you know, oh, you're not, you're not a lying sack of shit. You actually do know this. And yeah, Alex is one ripped, good-looking dad. He does not have a dad bod. No, he does not. He's an engineer. He's civil engineer. He, he, he does stuff... He travels. He's got to go and, and go outside and, and look at things. But the dude is just, like, totally ripped. I'm like, yeah, he's. you would probably want to listen to a book by him. And then uh, the Day-by-Day Day Cartoon. Go to daybydaycartoon.com. Visit our friend Chris Muir's site. If you need, you need your daily dose of funny haha on a political spectrum. And jrguera.com, our good friend J.R. Guerra, he has a guitar repair shop out in Seattle for those of you listeners out in Seattle who also happen to play guitar. But you might have another interest in J.R. Guerra uh, if you want to buy his album, which he put together, which is pretty good. It's kind of got a Phil Collins. It's different. I don't want to ruin it by saying it sounds exactly like Phil Collins. It does not. It has a touch of Phil Collins, but then his own unique sound. But it is good, and it is the first Red Pill album. The lyrics were uh, kind of like our German death metal group over in Germany. Uh, some of the songs were inspired by Red Pill. One of them called Enjoy the Decline. So if you want to help our buddy out by his album, go to jrguera.com. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? All right, so DT and I, oh, you can go to blackbrigade.org and listen to uh, DT's podcast over there. I was going to have him on. I wanted to try get, get get a little bit more experience with this Google live stream, and I'm starting to learn what Chris Beckloff did over at uh, the Beckloff podcast that Google constantly fucks with shit. They const- it, it, it was said it was down, and then, okay, me and DT were talking to each other, everything's like, and then there's no button to, sit, to hit go live, there, like there used to be. I'm sorry to, and I know everyone does this, they tell you their problems about the podcast, but it's just so fucking frustrating. These are not perfected technologies by a long shot. I'm sure there's an inordinate amount of programming go, goes into it, but once again, I have a theory that there's all these Silicon Valley nerds that thinks newer is better, and just like Steve Ballmer, they're going to ram Windows 8 up your ass and make it more complicated. Say, well, you just better get fucking used to it. Oh, jeez, what happened? Oh, that's right, Steve Ballmer got fired, didn't he? Anyway, so we'll do the final segment. <clears throat> then my podcast will be done, and then I can fucking go do all this other shit I got to do. <clears throat> From the ChicagoBusiness.com, because, and I thought this was reputable. <laughs> the treatment of women was a big issue in the election. Now what, by Ann Moore? Uh, the ugly presidential campaign spurred professional women in Chicago to become politically active, many for the first time. Attorney Laurel Bellows joined 900 women from 60 countries for the International Women's Forum, Forum annual conference in Chicago this fall. Okay, stop right there. What What is unique or special about you women that it warrants a conference? I, I, I understand in the olden days, may okay, women, this is a new territory. Let us get them on board. 
what are the problems? I can even understand in today's world, <clears throat> maybe getting together, like, oh, what are the problems? But by now, it, it seems to me obsolete. It seems to me to be hubris and arrogance. And I've had people who attend these, female candidates or female agents in the field. And it's nothing like, oh, well, what's going on? What's the new advances? Are they-? It's all just a bitch and wine fest. That's all it is. The real women who work real jobs, they shut the fuck up, they do their jobs, they perform on par with men. Amazingly, they don't have any problems. But the whole premise that you're going to have women at work in conference today, and then I've yet to hear anything productive going on in these meetings. I already know that you're operating from a disadvantage, being in business, and no meetings are efficient. But if the premise is because vagina, and we just hang a banner out, because vagina... What, what do you hope to actually achieve in this? Aside from bitching and whining and looking through the lens of you, you all don't want to be sexist. You all, you all want to eliminate sexism. You all want to eliminate the glass ceiling. But the first fucking thing you do is you operate from the prevalence of vagina. First sentence already I'm pissed off. Because I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of it. Uh, after every lunch or dinner, she says the conversation turned to the mistreatment of Hillary Clinton during her campaign for president. What, what do you mean mistreatment? What? No, no, no. That's treatment. What, did, did Donald Trump get easy treatment? All the women that came out and falsely accused him of rape? That's politics, sweetheart. Wait again, and this is this is the big time downtown Chicago. Ooh, it's a, it's a lawyer. She's big time professional. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was treated so unfairly. <laughs> what do you guys care? She never worked a real job in the first place. Women from all the world asked, why isn't she respected? I don't know. She's a criminal. She's never worked a real job. Why would you respect a woman who stayed with her husband because he's president for her own career when he cheated? I mean, what? there's a million things. She's criminal. Corrupt. I mean, did, did none of that pierce through you? Or, I mean, really, do you have the vagina goggles on right now and you can only see vag? That's all I want to know. Because if you, can't, if you can't see anything but vag, why am I going to talk to you? Why would anyone hire you? You're a liability. Everything's vagina. Everything's sexism. I mean, I need you to show up to work. I don't, I don't need you whining and complaining about vagina. I don't need you showing up to work and saying, like, how is this going to affect me as a woman? I mean, and this isn't your, your 23, 24-year-old college student protest. These are women in their 40s and 50s, presumably those that, like, you know, are professionals, higher ranked. I just, what is it like? Is that like, I guess you guys kind of know better what it's like being an inner city black kid that constantly blames whites for their problems. You guys constantly blame penis. The gal was secretary of uh, secretary of state. The gal got nominated. Just because she didn't win doesn't mean that there's oppression or sexism. I mean, God Almighty, Donald Trump's elected or not electing, nominating or or what is it? Selecting different females to different cabinet positions. Could it, could it also be she was just a bitch? Are you girls aware of that concept? People, male and female, don't like bitches. They don't like mean women. People at least respect Negan in the show. That show that everyone, I saw a segment of him. I'm like, yeah, that guy's a pretty badass motherfucker. But just this nagging harpy? I don't know what's hated more. 
Are you girls aware of that? I mean, I know it's it's 30, 40, 50 years coming now of women oppressed, men bad, women good. Oh, ho, 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 we're the victims. You know what? We're motherfucking sick and tired of it. And frankly, thank God for the internet, Pete, you're getting a backlash. And it's it's like literally triggering you guys. Triggering you guys. You guys are freaked out that oh, men think these things. And it's not going to stop. You better get used to it. the the. You could almost say the affirmative action vagina bubble is over because at least it's not going to go unanswered. You're not going to get going to get away with this bullshit of I'm a poor Chicago downtown lawyer that only makes a quarter million a year, and why didn't they treat Hillary Clinton nice? That shit don't fly no more. Everybody's armed with act act guns now on the ground, and you will be fired at. This let's just fly over the ocean nice and all uh, sleepy-like, and oh, look at a beautiful... Nope, nope, we're shooting for you. This shit will not... It won't end, because you guys obviously aren't going to learn. It's going to take people... By this time, if you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, you're going to have to die off, but we can't undo this brainwashing. But but at least the girls growing up now are starting to realize, yeah, the boys are sick and tired of being told how great women are. The boys are really motherfucking sick and tired of telling, here's this kid, 12 years old, 13 years old, how the hell is it his fault that women, quote, make 77 cents on the dollar? And they're telling that kid he's a guilty of sexism and discrimination and misogyny? Oh, go fuck yourselves. <clears throat> the misogyny issue. It's already misogyny. See, the ChicagoBusiness.com already said it's the misogyny issue. So it's already accusing. Oh, it could never be harping. It could never be nagging. It could never be that you girls don't work as hard or as many hours or major in as tough shit. Put half the effort you do into bitching and whining about this shit, you blow men out of the water. The misogyny issue has galvanized professional women in Chicago. Many worked on a political campaign for the first time. Were any of them Trump? They might have jobs now. <laughs> By hosting or going to fundraisers, making phone calls, getting on buses, knocking on doors, writing bigger than usual checks, registering voters, and talking about this unfairness at work and play. Uh, did you survey people that did this? And this unfairness, you already, what the hell? Hang on. Chicago business style. How is this a business magazine? Is it like GQ? You've just been totally taken over by leftists? Hang on. I got my laptop. I had to change. Give me a second here, guys. Let's pull up. So I'm on the laptop recording, but I got the desktop in front of me because we couldn't get the thing. Let's look up the Chicago business. See if there's even a modicum of business or if it's just been taken over by a bunch of leftist, whiny, pathetic fucking cunts. And I mean men, too. As if the internet would... Bing.com. Chicago Business. Chicago Business Journal. Chicago Business Journal, I guess. Oh, no, this is Cranes. Cranes! Oh, my God, Cranes! Crane Chicago business. Hang on. Let's look. Crane Chicago. Is that like kind of a brand name? There's Crane's New York business. Crane's Chicago business. Wikipedia. Who owns it? No, I don't want to donate to Wikipedia. Chicago, Chicago, uh, Crane Chicago business is a weekly business newspaper in Chicago. It's owned by Detroit-based Crane Communications, a privately held publishing company with more than 30 magazines. 
including Advertising Age, Modern Healthcare, Cranes, New York Business, Cranes, Detroit, uh, Cleveland. Does Cleveland and Detroit even have business anymore? Print circulation of 53,000. Wow, that's like only double what my readership is. And a readership of 219, a print circuit. Oh, it's print. Okay, readership of uh, 220,000. Okay. Uh, editor, Michael Arndt. Let's look him up. I, I just got to know. I just got to know. It's it. You're in business. You're not political. Michael Arndt. Cranes. Well, he doesn't look masculine. Has been with Cranes in the managing editor role since 2010. He joined the paper after a decade at Business Week. We were with senior correspondent and senior editor of Chicago office. He spent 20 years at the Chicago Tribune, both as a chief economics correspondent in the business desk. We served as Sunday business. Okay. Nothing that would indicate, okay, he grew up in Nina, Wisconsin, and received his bachelor's degree in journalism from the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, maybe he's biased. Because if he spent, look, the journalism major, I could see where he's just biased. But then if you're the chief economics correspondent at the Chicago Tribune, I don't know, maybe he is. Maybe he's just another lefty. Who wrote this article? Ann Moore. Let's take a look at Ann Moore. Ann Moore Inventor. No, that's not her. Ann Moore Cranes. <clears throat> Cranes, New York. Ann Moore. I wish they'd have a bio. Oh, here's, here's Cranes Authors. Eric, Peter, Tom... Where's the rest of them? Why do we see? And more journalists. Let's try and more journalist. Uh, nope. Sorry it's taking so long, guys. And more. Mary Ann Moore, no. Give me time, guys. Inform, enlighten, entertain. Uh, by Ann Moore. Most recently, I read and enjoyed Ian McClellan's Nutshell. Modern, blah, blah, blah. By Ann Moore, Ann Moore. Okay, we're getting close, guys. About biography. Here she is. I write features for Crane Chicago Business and some national publications. I am based in Chicago. I review books for people. Oh, God. (laughs) I think we found our answer, ladies and gentlemen. Vacation spots for outside and spent more than two years eating my way around the loop for Cranes, where I was chief restaurant reviewer. Why the hell are you? You're not in business. You're the typical, what are you, 50 now? I started my journalism career at the Bergen Record in Hackensack, New Jersey, where I wrote about business and contributed to the travel and book review sections. I love writing for a daily paper. 
Graduated, began to write professionally while I was a student at Bernard College, Columbia University. Uh, Is that their journalism school? Collections of poems I wrote, won the Lenore Marshall Prize for Poetry. Hey, I know that prize, don't you guys? When I talked to my advisor about careers, she paused and said, well, of course, you'll be a poet. All right, okay. Uh, Publications and books. Because of you, a prince of Persia. Let's take a look at her books here. Because of you. Now, this gal who works for uh, Cranes, just want to let you know, big-time journalist. She has seven customer reviews of her Kindle version only. Oh, how the mighty has fallen. I would have thought you people who were journalists and you wrote for newspapers, you would have been like big, big-time people. Yeah, 1.6 million. Uh, New York people wrote for people, blah, blah, blah. All right, what was the other book she had? Prince of Persia. A Prince of Persia. Copy. Paste and go. See, and it could be completely unfair to Chicago businesswomen because she's making it sound like a bunch of Chicago businesswomen are like, oh, they're volunteering and there's this crisis and there's this problem. Stop script. I don't want you to. Oh, this has two whole reviews. Delayed by a winter storm, David arrives in Florida to spend New Year's Eve with Jane and her family. But Jane and her sisters have left for an overnight boat trip and party in Miami. David awaits Jane's return, spending time on the beach and by the pool with her young nephews who thinks Jane the beautifulest. Who who think Jane is the beautifulest? David enjoys the boys but is alarmed by Jane's parents whose grief for a long-dead daughter fills the air. David makes plans. What the hell? All right. So now I'm calling into question the entirety of the validity of this. Are Chicago businesswomen really all that pissed off? Or is this just one gal's opinion? She's starting to stir it up and make it sound like Chicago women are all pissed off. You are exactly the type of person, uh, young lady, that I could see going to uh, a meeting like this, commiserating with other equally talentless and unaccomplished women and blaming it on people like me. Uh, it's not okay, they said, that the nation discusses discussed the color of Clinton's pantsuits and whether they made her look fat. It's not that it's not okay that Donald Trump called women pigs, dogs, slobs, disgusting animals. It's not okay that during the debates he talked over Clinton and branded her a nasty woman. You ever hear of Benghazi? There's you know, name calling versus letting children or your kids die. It's up to you. It's not okay that the president-elect bragged in a 2005 video that he groped women. No, he he didn't say that he groped women. He was joking. He says, you grab him in the pussy. Which I know you've never spent any time with men. You probably have no elder brothers. You probably, but you know. It's not okay that, the, that, 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 that which he dismissed as locker room talk. Oh, that's because what, that's what it is. You notice how men came out to vote for him? Because it was like a guy with an actual dick this time? I know, you don't like this talk. Well, tough shit for you. Like I said, it's not going unanswered, sweetheart. It's not okay that women who came forward to say they've been sexually assaulted by Trump were not believed. Well, whose fault is that? Anne? Could it be, you guys, that there's a false rape claim ap- academic, uh, uh, epidemic? All of a sudden, everyone comes out and blames Bill Cosby? Everybody wants mon- money? Have you? I mean, you've been alive long enough to see the past 30, 40 years of, of feminism. 
don't say that they're all like pure as the virgin-driven snow when these accusations come out. And then, did, do you remember divorce? You might be from a divorced family. You think your dad trusts women? I mean, it, it's you have lost the trust of the people. That's what Democrats have done. That, it's, that's certainly what the media has done. It's what you've done here with the constant, never-ending, bitching, moaning, and nagging about <laughs> People are sick of it. And then, oh, like three or four false rape accusations. I'm deadly serious. I remember I chased down a rapist one time when I was working security back in my campus cop days. And I'm very much against rape, by the way. It very much pissed me off. Now, I'm sorry, Anne. There's been so many girls crying wolf, be it rape or how oppressed you are without pointing out, hey, well, you all major in, oh, like you did, journalism, the bitch and wine making. Well, I don't know, I only make 75% what an engineer does. We start to see these lies and we've been accused of being racist and, or not racist, sexist and misogynist our entire lives unconsciously because of a fucking stupid thing like male privilege. Yeah, guess what? No one cares. They're sick of the bullshit. The party's over. We're exposing you. And even, Anne, here's the sad thing. I really want you to sit and think about this. You have played this game for so long, and so much of you, and such a high percent of you have been intellectually dishonest. Even if you are reporting on genuine misogyny, sexism, and rape, as bad, something as bad as rape, you're right. We don't believe it. We used to. We came in with good hearts. Yeah, women should make the same that men do for the equal type of work. And women shouldn't get raped. And women should not be grabbed in the pussy. But when you abuse the handful of instances that happen and then accuse men on the whole of it and then go in with a blatantly clear, obvious political agenda to basically give yourselves a huge heads up, a huge leg up in terms of education, employment, scholarships, funding, grants, money, Careers? Fuck you. Just fuck you. You're right. I don't believe it anymore. You better fucking prove it, because too many of you have been lying. We're not even through the first page of three or four. Uh, professional women say they've faced the same sexism and sexual harassment in the workplace. Really? Why don't you fucking provide a link, sweetheart? and spoke up for and donated time and money to Clinton's campaign in the hope that her election would bring change. Now that she has lost, outraged professionals are donating money to Emily's List, Planned Parenthood, and other rights groups, volunteering, speaking out, and banding together in new ways to ensure that women's workplace, workplace and reproductive rights are not lost. Did, did Trump say he was going to, like, end abortion? What did, what did, what did, where is it came in that you're going to lose your reproductive rights? This is the exact bullshit I'm talking about. Where did Trump say that? It's like the gays. He never he's, he's fine with gay marriage. When he never said anything. Oh, he's gonna kill the gays. You wonder why we don't listen to you, Ann. Uh. For example, the New York, the Chicago Network, an invite-only nonpartisan. Yeah, I'm sure nonpartisan, right? Organization for female leaders. Hosted an audience-included roundtable November 17th to discuss issues most important to women over the next four years. Those Chicago professionals, including Vermilion Restaurant founder Roni Day. So you got one, huh? You got one. Um, and media consultant Joyce Wenicky. Okay, you got two. Insist on having a voice in national policy 
and agenda. Highlights of that discussion are to be shared with the Trump White House. Two rallies are planned for January 21st, the day of the inauguration, the Women's March on. It cuts off here. Parallel event in Chicago. Hundreds of Chicago area women are said to... That cuts off. Bellows, who specializes in separation agreements, says she has seen sexism her entire career. <laughs> really, have you? You've really... really. You, it's your entire career, huh? Uh, her entire career writing the send-offs of female executives passed over during corporate mergers. Funny, because I my people in the field report the exact opposite, that they're getting promoted over lesser... Uh, they are more qualified than the lesser qualified women and minorities getting promoted. <clears throat> so who's right? You, you quote one person. In one of my posts, I quoted three or four. To ensure Clinton's election, she set aside eight hours per week in one- and two-hour blocks to make fundraising calls. I wasn't persuading anyone. I was reaching out to friends, asking them to give. I said, don't buy the boots this fall. Give everything you can. But you had Hillary Clinton. Could could you get, like, someone that isn't evil reincarnated? I'm being deadly serious. Politics aside. Could you find someone who isn't the villainous in that one Harry Potter movie? I have nothing wrong. You know, Margaret Thatcher. Let me guess. If Margaret Thatcher came in and ran again, would you would you girls be all as gung-ho for Margaret Thatcher? No, because it's all about the money, and she'd probably make you work hard. Uh, then I asked them to call 30 of their, their friends that do the same. Lincoln Park real estate agent Deborah Dodds took action after griping with fellow brokers at open houses earlier this year. We're impassioned. That doesn't mean anything, you stupid broads impassioned, inspired, energized. Other words like raising awareness. Um, These aren't real words. They're they're not. they're, They're not. That doesn't matter. Are you smart? Are you organized? And are you moral? That would probably... Can you sell this to the people without lying? Why should anyone donate to Hillary Clinton? Really? I'd rather donate to the Boy Scouts. I'd rather... There's a million other things I'd rather donate to. But this, this, see, the, these statements, these words almost, it, it's like, it's things that talentless people, not just women, talentless people tell themselves to make themselves feel better about themselves, like they're actually achieving something. We're inspired, we're impassioned, and we're going to go to the White House, and we're empowered. Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, and they're very angry, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is a woman who is a brilliant strategist who says women's rights are human rights. How dare they talk about her haircut that she looks tired? It's wrong. Uh, To support Clinton, Dobbs proposed to fellow professionals a $500 per person get out the vote campaign with the aim of raising $150,000 to be used in swing states. I have a question. Why doesn't Hillary or Bill just use some of their millions they have saved up? Huh? No, let's go to our poor friends who are barely trying to make it over in uh, a Wicker Park over there that can barely afford and, and then we're going to have them donate their uh, their rent. They got on buses. So what? They got on... What is it? Why am I reading this? I know why I'm reading this, but why did you write this? They got on buses. Holy shit. Did you hear about those, those heroic women that got on buses and used words like empowered? No, I didn't. But that certainly overshadows and outshines what they did at Omaha Beach. Look that up, Anne. I know that's probably not in your education. 
Democratic campaign officials locally saw a new kind of activist. Women and men poured in, says Lauren Beth Gash, founding chair of the 10th Congressional District Democrats, which has seven offices on the North Shore. They were moved to do something. They're Democratic voters who used to watch, yell at the TV. They got on buses. They knocked on doors. They made phone calls. Even when they, and then it cuts off again. Can relate to what's happening to Hillary Clinton because I experienced it in business school and the corporate world says Kofoid, a Harvard MBA (laughs) who worked in brand management at Procter & Gamble and now owns Lottie Vindy, a customer leather handbag store in Lincoln Park. You know what? I'm sorry. I think you were just a pain in the ass and you got fired or let go or they weren't going to promote you because, you again, you had the vagina goggles on. You viewed the whole world in the vagina goggles. Procter & Gamble. Yeah, I'm sure Procter & Gamble actively discriminates against women. Let me go to Procter & Gamble. I think I did this once before. Let's go to their website and see how many white males are prominently displayed on their website or their annual report. Is it just pg.com? Let's try that. It's taking forever to load up. Ah, it is PG. All right, there's a woman with an infant baby. Let's go to careers, you know, because they discriminate. Oh, there's a minority female, there's a black male, there's another woman, there's a black male, there's a Hispanic female and a hippie man who's the only white guy. Yep, it sure looks like they're they're oppressing you women and the minorities too. Um, all right, I don't have to go on. You could you Guys, go to Procter & Gamble's website. You'll see a heavily disproportionately higher relative to the real population of women and minorities. And so, I'm sorry, if it's Procter & Gamble's word against this gals, I'm going to have to go with my own evidence and just basically say, look, they probably gave you every leg up. You probably aren't just that good of a of a worker. Sorry. Maybe you're a better entrepreneur. That's why you started your little handbag company here. Maybe you, maybe this is your calling. But I highly doubt it's Procter & Gamble being sexist. Uh, are you too buttoned up, too prepared? How are you dressed? I talk about this with anyone who will listen. What does that have to do with Clinton? <clears throat> All right. And how, how impressed are you if you went and got a Harvard MBA? Really? That's the old patriarchy keeping you out of those elite schools. <laughs> what did you go to Harvard MBA school for? So you could run a handbag store. What the fuck? In the weeks before the election in Skokie... 120 women of all ages looking to get involved in the political process stopped in at baby Mom Plus Baby bi-weekly events hosted by its founding president, insurance broker, Alexandra Eidenberg. They came in because they were appalled by what happened during the campaign, she said, and stayed to talk about equal pay, family leave, jobs and careers, the future. There's a lot of fear in the mom market. You, really? I'm, I mean... What if you had a husband that took care of it? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If if you're a mom, wouldn't your number one job be staying home, taking care of the kids? Ah, fuck the kids. They got that's why there's daycare. Fuck, their kids don't need it. I'll look, and I am for equal pay for equal work and equal qualifications. I am. I'm 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 against. I'm trying to point out that you girls are deluded. You're brainwashed. Just because things don't go your way, just because you couldn't have it all, which you don't have enough hours in the day to do, is not proof of patriarchy. It's proof that you've been lied to and you're ruining your lives. The fact that you think that there should be a mom market, well, what, and you're showing up at mom plus baby, it would indicate to me you got kids. Why'd you fucking have them? 
if you were not to go and raise them. I would think the husband and the wife would be fighting over who gets to stay home. But I know, I know, careers are more important than your offspring, so fuck them. Uh, Elsewhere on the North Shore, some mothers of adult women said that this was an important election of their lives, a defining moment that sparked their activism. I was horrified by the misogyny in this campaign and felt they need to speak up. I... You know what it's like? To, here, here's, here's if you want to be equal to men, you'll learn to discriminate and discern between bullshit and giving one shit and, and sarcasm or even trolling and actual genuine misogyny. Okay? Just, just pointing it out. I'll show you real misogynists. They'll freak the hell out of you. They'll scare you to death because there are men who really do hate women. Whereas you look at Trump, I don't think Trump hates women. Uh, I was horrified by the misogyny in this campaign and felt the need to speak up, says Nancy Friedman Krent, a consultant, retired attorney in Highland Park who has three daughters. Well, where's her husband? (laughs) Hyphenated name, I notice. She'd always been interested in politics, but this was her first outing in a major campaign office where she made phone calls and input data. She volunteered 10 to 15 hours per week. Well, how, how... Okay, just the economist in me. If you're a big-time, highly employed attorney, how do you have that much time? How successful are you that you can donate 10 to 15 hours per week? Wouldn't you pay a a much-in-need college student to do that? And then you go work and make your $100, $200. Just wondering, this is just a question. These are math. I know it's maybe not women's domain. I know math is hard, girls. See, now that's a joke. I don't know, Anne, if you got... I don't actually believe women are worse at math than men. I don't believe that. It's just to get under your skin. But if you didn't catch that, then again, I'm really starting to wonder in certain capacities or regards, are you able to be truly equal to a man? Go file your complaint with my boss. Anne, would you look me up? Look me up. You can file a complaint with my boss. Go ahead. I hope you do. Please call my boss. Oh, that's me! Oh, the joys of being self-employed. Professional women say they face the same section and sexual harassment in the workplace and spoke up for and donated time and money to Clinton's campaign in the hope that her election would bring change. What the fuck was goddamn Barack Obama's eight years in office for then? And change! Change! Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton, Bush! If you wanted change, you got it. Change. The real person for change would have been either Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump. And you girls wanted to vote for vagina, so, well, that's the way it went. If you voted for Bernie, you might have actually gotten change. You might have actually gotten the nomination. I think you managed to get a pretty good shot at beating Donald Trump. But but your, your cause de celebrity or celebrity de cause, that gal, she conspired with other women, Wasserman Schultz, by the way, to make sure that Bernie's didn't get the nomination. But because vagina, corruption is all good and wonderful and well, isn't it? Uh, ditto, for, uh, ditto the formerly apolitical, yeah, I bet, Nita Dean, mother of an adult daughter, who has worked in management and sales for a chemical distributor and now runs an interior design business out of her Fox Lake home. She still feels the sting of sexism she endured in the workplace and wanted to see a woman president. Okay, so not the best president for your daughter. Not the best person. You know, just, just vagina. God almighty. And these are adults. Like I said, this is not your brainwashed 23-year-old grad student protesting with throwing her bra into this, the, the burning pyre. 
She spent 30 hours a week registering votes. Again, I asked the question, if you are spending 30 hours a week registering votes, how successful are you in your little self-employed world? Assigning volunteers and selling buttons in yard size. Nationwide, not all professional women are in the anti-Trump camp and feel mobilized to act. According to Washington Post exit polls, 45% of white women with college degrees voted for Trump. But in Cook County, Clinton outperformed Trump by more than 50 percentage points. Among all voters, and we can assume nearly half were women, according to the Chicago Tribune. Or you could look it up. I'm just saying you could look it up, too. But that, that'd take work. The upside, Clinton's experience has become a teachable moment for workplace consultants. How would you handle 51 interruptions? What do you do? Asked Andrea Kramer, an attorney at McDermott and author of Breaking Through the Bias. Communica- Let's look that one up, guys, huh? <clears throat> Who knows? She might have a good sales. I doubt it. Because I'm starting to notice a lot of these gals she's interviewing kind of come out of thin air or all don't seem to be really great professional women. They all... Because I know. I've, I've, I worked in bank and it's not... And I didn't run the predominantly... The majority of people I ran into were not women. They were men with stupid business ideas. But they were businessmen. They were businessmen. These women sound like they're on coma money. K-H-O-M-A. Look it up. Let's look this up. Breaking through bias. Breaking through bias. More bitching and whining. Communications. Oh, this one almost has as many sales as I do. 96 customer reviews. Andrea S. Kramer and Alton B. Harris. Highly reviewed. Five stars. This makes me want to work on that women's project I want to do. I want to, I want to work on that women's project. I think women will eat slop as long as it makes them feel good. They don't want the truth. They want lies. And by gosh, guys, have I got a great idea for lies. The real, it's just, the hard part is the lying part. I gotta, I gotta craft the lies so cunningly that they cannot be disproved and that they will be completely swallowable. Okay. Anyway. All right. Look, Anne. And any other gal that really wants to know. Society's getting sick of this bullshit. We're getting mighty sick and tired of the constant whining and complaining. You know when your kids whine and complain? That's what you've been doing for as long as I remember, 40 fucking years. Like, heaven help you if you're older and you're 50 years old like a good friend Francis. We're sick of it. Men are sick of it. And let's say... You have a gen you you have genuine proof of misogyny and bigotry. And I mean real proof, like you have a vagina, therefore I'm gonna discriminate against you. Not you didn't get your way. If you have a genuine case of discrimination, we wanna know about it. Because we're meritocratic. Because we're honest. Because that's fair. That's right. That's just. But I'm sorry. You've just been pampered to the point you're a spoiled little rich kid. You've never been told no. You've been misled by politicians and media types like Anne to think that it's all easy and that men just don't work. We just whip out our dicks and money comes out of the sky. That there's no harassment or, or joshing or, 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 or joking with, with in-between men and that, that you don't get the crap kick out of you metaphorically having to put in long hours. And, and by the way, ladies, just to give you a heads up, a lot of you have already wasted your lives, Okay. I can't help you. You're too old. You passed up your family and your husband for your career. You got divorced. You ruined your children's lives. You weren't there for them. It's too late for you. 
But I'm going to try and tell the women who are in the throes of it while they're younger, you know, those smart millennial college-age girls, you're going to ruin your lives going down this path. I'm not saying don't have a career. Certainly not saying that. Absolutely have a career. But by God, if you have kids, be a fucking mother. Raise your fucking kids. And there's nothing wrong if you want that. Now, of course, there are the instances where it's better that the woman goes to work and the man stays home, which is perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with that. And sometimes the women make more. They have the better career. That makes money. Look at Stefan Molyneux, freedomainradio.com. Right? But the point I'm trying to make here, ladies, in a truly masculine fashion, so if you want to be equals, you'll understand this. And for once, you'll try to understand our side of the things, come to our side of the aisle, we're trying to help you by telling you the goddamn truth. It's getting annoying as fuck. And you're starting to piss us the fuck off. Right? And so if you actually want to close the wage gap, if you actually have genuine instances of misogyny and sexism and discrimination, you're going to have to abandon this constant whining and bitching and moan fest like you're whining little kids coming up to you and you're going to have to talk words. Okay, like I have a little almost three-year-old niece. Her English is coming along just fine, but she obviously doesn't have a great command. And she won't know the word, and then she'll just blurt out sounds. And, I, and her dad tells her this. It's a great thing that her dad says. He says, use words. And I tell her, use words. Because you got to tell us precisely. Not this blanket, oh, some women here that, oh, and I interviewed two people over there. And then send us the same fucking bullshit. The same pablum. Boo freaking who? What was that? Try a different approach. Right? Here's something, maybe it could be found in the laws of economics. You have flooded the market so much that the value of an accusation of sexism or racism, like the word sexist and racist no longer means anything. 10, 20, certainly 30 years ago it meant something. Now, you, everyone's calling Donald Trump a racist and a sexist, and meanwhile, he's got quite a diverse group of people on his embryonic um, uh, a cabinet and his, his, his staff. Um, I forgot where I was going, but, oh, the economics. <clears throat> it, the, the word racist no longer means anything. The, me, the, the word misogynist no longer. And I won't lie to you, ladies. Of course, I'm a little bit more on the extreme. But if I have someone that's been accused of racism, misogyny, discrimination, whatever, I'm more likely to hire that person because that person, male or female, obviously stood for something and took the brunt of it. They probably pointed out something that needed to be pointed out, and that means they're honest. Now, of course, they could also be genuine misogynist. Like, oh, the guy kicked her because she was a girl and he said, I hate women. Oh, okay, fine, probably not. But what's more common, sweetheart, than genuine misogyny and bigotry is this bullshit victimhood mentality and this professional victim game. And that's where people, we're done. We're done. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, did you not? Did you not? This is why Trump won. You're the reason Trump won. And keep doing it, by the way. I wouldn't mind if more Republicans want to cut my taxes win the elections. And so if it, the SJWs and the constant bitching and moaning and the woe is me, you know who doesn't bitch and moan? You know who sucks it the fuck up and pulls out their pants and then they go charging once under the breach again? It's called men. But apparently, especially with the professional women that have their meetings about women and work, these are presumably the leaders of women, all you seem to manage to do is bitch and whine. And soon people tune it out. You flooded the market. It's no longer novel. Aaron Clary's a racist. Snore.
Aaron Clary's a sexist. Snore. Donald Trump hates women. Snore. And now you've done it so much, people are like, no, nah, you're just crying wolf. You're just crying wolf. So, you know, it, it's up to you. It's up to you. Do you really want to improve the plight of women? Well, knock it off with this fucking bitch and a whiner because it ain't getting, even if it is legitimate in your eyes, even if it is legitimate, it's not working. So I recommend you stop it and try a different approach to try and convince people like me. Yeah, actually, there is some genuine misogyny. Like I said, I want to know. But right now, I am almost 99.5% certain it's just a bunch of spoiled little brats who grew up in the 70s and the 80s, had everything handed to them, and never really faced any real tra- challenges and hurdles. And then when they do run into a real challenge or hurdle in the real world, like you at your age, postmenopausal, you freak out and you think the only reason it could possibly be is sexism. All right, with that, let's do the last bit of sponsors. Asshole Consulting, if you guys need my advice or help, and <laughs> Crane's Business. <laughs> if you guys want to, if, if you girls really want to close the wage gap, seriously, come to assholeconsulting.com. I'll tell you how. Uh, but basically, if you need the blunt truth, go to Asshole Consulting, and I'll help you kids out. Helped out thousands, thousands of clients. God, God business is booming. That's why I'm so late with this podcast. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you, as long as you're going to pay me. That's the other thing. I am an asshole. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may. Uh, it's $100 a month, and uh, you get sponsored on the podcast, the YouTube, and my blog. Uh, so contact me. Send me an email at capped capitalism, not captain capitalism, capped, C-A-P-T, capitalism at yahoo.com. Elkins CPA, go to elkinscpa.com, visit our good friend Chad Elkins. If you have any accounting, tax, or financial or business type of advice you need advised on, uh, you can go and see him at elkinscpa.com. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, you can go to 405media.com, headed up by John Grant. He has basically a station of different podcasts, so it's not just one podcast, but a whole family or suite of podcasts. Uh, we also have Small Scale Life by our good friend uh, Tom. Uh, we have Lori Zook, the world of Lori Zook. You can search Zook, Z-O-O-C-K. I think she is the only Zook in existence. You will find her, Lori Zook, and she actually has a very interesting show. If you're sick and tired of politics and all that other stuff and you want to like a breather, a little variety show, I, I strongly recommend you tune into that. Uh, uh, Carrie Lutz, Financial Survival Network. Go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com. I'm going to be on his show tomorrow. Kanto Taco was on his show two, three days ago. Uh, Silvio Kanto, he is kind of happy because he had to flee Cuba when he was younger uh, because he wanted to avoid the Castro regime. So he is very happy that that tyrannical piece of shit is dead. That would be Castro there, and I'm not sure if you listen to that. Uh, blowmeuptom.com that is Tom Lycus' site and if you want to go and visit St. Lycus and listen to St. Lycus please do I also strongly recommend if you are an entrepreneur inquire about advertising with Tom Lycus you can contact Gary over at blowmeuptom.com and the Cynical Libertarian Society uh, that's another good podcast again a uh, simple Google search will turn up his links uh, the Cynical Libertarian Society a man who is even more hate filled than me more indifferent uh, but deep down inside might actually care Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat. You can always get your Glorious Hat in time for winter by going to GloriousHat.com. Race Riot Apparel, spelled R-A-Y-C-E. Race Riot Apparel, the guy. You can find him at CafePress.com slash Race Riot Apparel. Academic Composition, go to AcademicComposition.com. If you want someone to do your homework for you because you just wanted your degree and don't want to take none of these stupid fucking liberal arts degree or classes that you got to take so you can employ these worthless liberal arts majors, 
uh, and they'll do your resume for you too, $100 per resume. He's also hiring writers and marketers. Uh, so if you, they're not exciting jobs, obviously, but they're location independent. So if you're looking to make a little bit of scratch and you can write bullshit and you could just, oh yeah, Marx is great. Everything's sexist. Everything's problematic. Go to academiccomposition.com and talk to Alex. Uh, if you are listening for voice recorders, some voice actors, may I recommend Jim Fear, one thir- uh, Jim Fear 138blogspotcom His name is Jim, but his site is jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. Those two guys are book solid because they're too busy, uh, but that means they're in demand. So if you are looking to have your book read, uh, and maybe you can get your uh, bestsellers there on Amazon to, uh, you know, maybe the, the audio book will just take off. And then you might afford cat food for the month. That's sex. Shut up. It's locker room talk. That's what men do. If you want to be equals, you get in a locker room talk. Uh, so visit those guys, Undertow Audio and Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. Uh, Max's Ultimate Reading List. You can find Max's Ultimate Reading List by going to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. If you're looking for books to read, maybe books to make, that make a good Christmas gift, I'd recommend going to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. And if you'd like to advertise on Max's site, which I do because you will make more than $100 a month it costs you to advertise on his site, email Max at Max at Wooter, W-O-O-T-E-R, Dot co, not com, dot co. That's max at wooter.co. Uh, visit the old captain. I have a gab.ai account. You can find me at Aaron Cleary and a minds.com account. Again, Aaron Cleary. Make your migration from uh, Facebook or at least have a backup account. Have a backup account to your minds.com account and your Twitter account in case uh, those uh, open minded and we wouldn't dare be biased to the left uh, social media moguls of Facebook and Twitter. I uh, happen to say, we don't like your commentary. You can't be friends on Facebook anymore. You said mean th- You used locker room talk. You ca- called your buddy Marcus a short black leprechaun, which he is, which he is. He couldn't. It's not his fault either he's a short black leprechaun. He can't control that in his lineage people fornicated with some Irishman. It's not his fault. But does it change the fact that he's a short black leprechaun? My gosh. It's great when people are like actually insulted by that stuff. It's just like, yeah, you know, you really don't get it, do you? Uh, and then uh, I think that's it. That's all we got. Anyway, so go ahead, like, subscribe, share, comment. Tell people about the old Captain's Podcast and all my online media empire stuff. Uh, and then um, what else? Yeah, share on Facebook, Twitter. Follow me on gab.ai. There's a waiting list to get on that because that's where all the cool kids are going. Um but, uh, yeah, just spread the good word because that's, uh, that's the best thing you can do, except for doing all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. That actually is really good cashola right there. Anyway, that's all we got. We'll catch you kids later. Toodles.